Throughout this summer, um, in our English service, we have been going through uh, the early chapters in the book of Acts. And I've been calling this sermon series this summer, Witnesses. We've looked at how the early Christians functioned as witnesses, which means that they were testifying to who Jesus is and what Jesus had done to the people around them. And so today I'm going to continue this series as we look at Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Uh, this passage follows the text that I preached on last Sunday, where Philip proclaimed the gospel in Samaria. And in today's passage, Philip acts as a witness to an Ethiopian man that he meets along the road. And so we're going to see how this encounter teaches what it teaches us about how to be a witness in our lives as well. My sermon title today is Witnessing as we go. We're going to see an example of Philip being a witness as he goes, as he is traveling along the road. How can we be open to being a witness to people as we go? Along on our day-to-day lives. So I'm going to read um, our text in English, and we'll have um, a written Chinese translation on the screen above. So Acts chapter eight, beginning with verse twenty-six. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. 
This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Please pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that as as we study this passage together, that you would speak to us of, of how you are calling us to be your witnesses in our everyday lives. And so teach us now in Jesus' name. Amen. This passage shows us three main ideas of what it means to witness as we go. And the first is to pray and listen to the Spirit. This encounter between Stephen and the Ethiopian eunuch starts with God's action. An angel of the Lord tells Philip to go to a particular road going from Jerusalem to Gaza. And the reason that God told him to go there is because he knew that this Ethiopian man was going to be traveling on the road that day. So this was a divine appointment. When Stephen gets to the road and he sees this chariot, the Holy Spirit tells Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. So God directs Stephen's path to meet this man. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never had an angel tell me to go to a particular road. 
And I'm not exactly sure how the Holy Spirit spoke to Philip and told him to go to go up to that chariot. But I have a question for you. Do you think that God has divine appointments for us today? Do you think that the Holy Spirit can lead us to specific encounters today? I believe he can, and he does. A number of years ago, when I was living in Queens, I was walking down the street. And a man was asking people for money. And I walked right past him. But immediately, I felt this strong sense that I should go back and talk to him. So I did. I went back and asked if he wanted to have lunch with me. And he accepted. So we had lunch. And I started to ask about his life. And as the conversation went on, we discovered that his two kids were in the after-school program where I was a tutor. And he hadn't seen them in years. And I, as I told him about them, his eyes welled up with tears. He was so thankful that he had met me. I believe that was a divine appointment. And it happened when I was listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Are we praying for opportunities to be a witness for Jesus? Do we believe that God can actually lead us to specific encounters? Are we listening for the Holy Spirit's leading? Maybe God brings a specific person to mind to pray for. Maybe we just get a sense that we should go to a particular place or to speak to a particular person. 
也许我们会感觉到我们应该去某一个地方跟某一个人讲话。But even if we don't, are we open to the possibility that God might have a divine appointment for us as we go about our day-to-day lives? 即使我们不这样做，我们是否愿意接受这样的可能性 ？When we're walking down the street， 当我们在街上走 ，shopping in a store， 在商店买东西。Picking up our kids from school. Playing at a park. Eating at a restaurant. Or wherever. Are we open that God might have a divine encounter for us in one of those places? So the first aspect of witnessing as we go is. Praying and listening to the Spirit. We go to witness. The first thing is praying and listening to the Spirit. Questions. The second thing is to listen to people and ask. When Philip goes up to the chariot, he starts by listening to what the Ethiopian man is reading. When Philip goes up to the chariot, he starts by listening to what the Ethiopian man is reading. And this gives Stephen an opportunity to ask the man a question. This gives Stephen a chance to ask this man a question. He asks, "Do you understand what you are reading?" Notice that Philip doesn't start by preaching at the man. He starts by listening, and then asking a question. He starts by listening, and then asking a question. We can be much more effective witnesses for Jesus when we first listen to the people we encounter and then ask them questions before we start talking at them. When we first listen to the people we encounter and then ask them questions, 我我们要开始先听，然后才问他问题。Why is listening so important? 为什么倾听这么重要 ？Listening communicates that you care about them, that you want to know them and what they're thinking. 因为你们倾听的时候，就表明你们关心他们，你要想要了解他们。And listening also gives you the chance to see if God is already working in their life in some way. Then, listening time, you have the opportunity to see if God is already working in their life. Because Philip listened to the Ethiopian man, he discovered that this man was already hungry to know God because he was reading from the prophet Isaiah. 当菲利菲利普听了埃塞俄比亚人的呃回话的时候，就发现这人其实已经很想认识上帝，因为在在那个以赛亚的书
When my son Lucas was in preschool, I would often pick him up from school and talk to the other parents while we were waiting. And as time went on, I began to connect with one dad in particular, who I often would see at those pickups. And he began to share with me that he had grown up Catholic, but he had left the faith when he went to college. But now he was spiritually searching. He felt like there was something more. And it could have been very tempting for me to immediately start sharing the gospel with him. But I didn't. I listened to him. I asked questions. I tried to understand where he was coming from. What were the questions he was asking? And as I listened and asked him questions, it began to give me more opportunity to know how best to share about Jesus in a way that would connect with him in his life. And that leads to the third and final aspect of what it means to witness as we go. We pray and listen to the Spirit. We listen to people and ask questions. And finally, we share the good news of Jesus. When Philip asks the man if he understands what he's reading, the man replies, How can I unless someone explains it to me? And he invites Stephen to come into the chariot and sit with him. The man was reading from chapter 53 of Isaiah. And this talks about this chapter talks about a suffering servant. We read in verse 32 of our text, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And 
And the Ethiopian man was puzzled by this description. So he asks Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Philip couldn't have asked for a better lead-in to talk about Jesus. And that's exactly what he does. Verse 35 says, Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. You see, Isaiah wasn't talking about himself in that passage. He was talking about Jesus. Although Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus was born, when you read Isaiah 53, you can't help but see Jesus in this passage. Jesus was the Lamb who was led to the slaughter. Who didn't open his mouth when he was being beaten and when he was nailed to a cross. But why would Jesus' suffering and death be called good news? About Jesus. Well, later in Isaiah 53, verses 5 and 6, we read this But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And then verse 6 says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the good news of Jesus that Philip spoke about from this passage is that Jesus was willing to be pierced for our transgressions. Another name, another word for sin. And that we all, like sheep, 
have gone astray. We've all sinned against God. But Jesus has paid for our sins. As it says in this verse, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity or sin of us all. And because of this, by his wounds, we are healed. The punishment that Jesus went through brought us peace. So we are invited to share this same good news with people in our lives. As we pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, as we listen and ask questions, God will open opportunities for us to share this good news with people. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to that same dad that I mentioned before. And we were talking about some of the challenges of parenting. We both shared about ways that we fall short sometimes getting impatient with our kids or sometimes just giving in to whatever they want because it's easier sometimes. And I told him, I am so grateful for God's grace to me that God forgives me for when I fall short as a dad. I'm so grateful that, that God accepts me even in my brokenness because of Jesus. So I didn't give a whole theological explanation of the meaning of Jesus' death on the cross. But I shared the good news of Jesus. God's grace and forgiveness for when I mess up. And you know what? My friend was encouraged by what I shared. He actually heard the message of God's grace as good news for him, too. 
。当他听到上帝恩典的信实来说，对他来讲也是个好消息。At the very end of our passage, we see this Ethiopian man respond to the gospel by asking Philip to baptize him. 我们当我们看到最后的经文，我们看到这个呃埃塞俄比亚人通过询问来回应呃菲利普。And Philip does that. He he baptizes him right then and there. Philip 也跟他啊施了洗。Now we are probably not going to have every person that we share the gospel with ask to be baptized on the spot. 那在这里的现在的生活中，我们不可以为我们所有分享福音的人当场受洗。But as we serve as Jesus' witnesses, there may be moments kind of like this. 但是当我们充当那那个耶稣见证人的时候，可能也会有这样的时刻。Where we get to see someone come to faith in Jesus and maybe even be baptized. 我们有可啊，有可能看到人会有人会相信耶稣，甚至会接受受洗。That is not in our hands. Only God can bring a person to faith and change their heart. But God wants to use us as His witnesses to share this good news with people in our lives. So as we close, I want to ask just a couple of questions. The first is: Have you received the good news of Jesus for yourself? When we finish this meeting, will you accept Jesus' good news? Maybe you're here today, and you're kind of like this eunuch. Maybe you are confused about the Bible. And about Jesus, and you need someone to explain it to you. And if that's you, please talk to me or someone else or Pastor Novi when he's back next week, because we would love to explain this good news of Jesus with you. Or maybe when I when I was sharing about this good news of Jesus this morning, you found yourself believing it and wanting it even for yourself today. And if that's you, please come and talk to me after the service because there is an invitation as you have believed to also be baptized if you haven't already. If that person is you, you are invited to receive baptism. But maybe you have believed this good news and you have been baptized. Maybe you have believed this good news and you have been baptized. And if that's you, you are invited to be one of Jesus' witnesses, just like Philip was. 
如果那个人是你，你被邀请成为基督的见证人之一，就像菲利菲利普一样。And the amazing thing is that once this Ethiopian man believed and was baptized, he became a witness for Jesus too. 令人惊喜的时候，惊喜的就是这个呃阿亚塞和比亚人相信的时候，受洗的时候，他会就会成为了耶稣的见证人。We don't know exactly what happened to this man. The Bible doesn't tell us. We don't know exactly what happened to this man. The Bible doesn't tell us. But I can only imagine that he returned to Ethiopia, and he began to share this good news of Jesus with the people in his home nation. We can only imagine that he returned to Ethiopia, and he began to share this good news of Jesus with the people in his home nation. And actually, there's reason to think that he did because there's evidence that Christianity in Ethiopia dates back to the first century. 事实上有证啊，有证据证明埃塞俄比亚的基督教啊，在第一世纪已经开已经有了。It is the only sub-Saharan African country to have a Christian church that existed. Before European missionaries came in the 1400s, it is in the Sub-Saharan region the only Christian country in Africa. But before Christian missionaries came in Europe, it is very likely that God used this Ethiopian man. To bring the gospel to a whole nation, 1,400 years before any other Christian missionary would arrive. So, it also can prove that God in all of the Christian churches 1,400 years before, God has given the gospel. And it all started with Philip listening to the Holy Spirit. Going to a desert road, even though he had no idea why he was going there. 虽然他不知道为什么上帝要他去沙漠走路。So who might be your passing chariot? 那谁是你的过啊经过的战车呢？ Who has God been preparing so that He can tell you go to that chariot and stay near it? You know, ah, God is preparing. Who is in your side? To whom is God calling you to listen and ask questions? You know, God is telling you to listen and ask questions. Who might He put in your path to share the good news? Of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you choose to use us as your witnesses to bring this amazing news to people who need to hear it, or we need to hear this news for ourselves. We thank you that you have offered us grace, that you've paid for our sin in full, and we can be forgiven and cleansed 
And we pray that you would use us as your witnesses to follow where your spirit leads, to listen to people around us, ask them questions, and then when the door is open, Lord, to be bold to share this amazing news with the people around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.